Welcome to the Gym Owners Business Podcast with Mel Tempest. The Gym Owners Business Podcast is proudly supported and sponsored by Thomas Plummer, MyZone, Creative Fitness Marketing, and All Smiles Creative. The Gym Owners Business Podcast is part of the Gym Owners Business Network, which is the industry's go-to online hub designed to better service the needs of fitness business owners. The Gym Owners Business Network is currently finalising foundation memberships, so if you're a fitness business that would like to gain valuable and extensive exposure to the Australian and global fitness industries, then head to gymownersbusinessnetwork.net to find out more. Well, good morning. It's Mel Tempest from the Gym Owners Business Podcast and Network, and today I'm speaking to Jim King, founder of The Resort the world's only plus-size friendly resort located in the Bahamas. Good morning, Jim. And a very good morning to you, Mel. And how are you today? Oh, if I got any better, I'd have to be twins, and that wouldn't be fair to anybody. <laughs> oh, great to hear and great to have you online. So let's get stuck into our podcast today. First of all, for our listeners who haven't caught you on global national TV, where did the idea come from for the resort? Well, the Reader's Digest version is I've been running private resorts in the Caribbean for many decades. And about 18 years ago, when the resort industry came up with all these brand new uh, be-all and end-all plastic chairs, um, I happened to, I was taking over a new property and I happened to see a young lady lie in one of the loungers on the beach and literally go right through it. And it was the classic cartoon uh, mishap, legs up in the air, sprawled out, absolutely mortified. Everybody on the beach, of course, was staring and laughing. And it planted a seed. And that seed gradually and slowly germinated to where I tried to get other properties that I knew to do a little more to accommodate people who were bigger. Uh, and I just ran into nothing but negativity, roadblocks, no interest. I've had um, major corporations tell me, oh, we wouldn't want to modify our properties because we don't want a whole bunch of fat people running around on our beach. And I look at them and say, you already do. They're already your customers. Why aren't you accommodating them? And I got nowhere. And I just got to the point where I talked to my wife and I said, if nobody else will do it, I'll do it. And finding a suitable location was a challenge, but really the biggest challenge we had was finding the fixtures and fittings that were suitable for people of size without them looking like they belonged in an institution or a weight loss hospital. And it just wasn't available on the market. So we had to create and develop and test everything ourselves on the property. And I literally spent my retirement and my savings building this up. And I opened the resort three years ago. And I had taken over a, an existing property, an existing resort, and totally customized the entire place from top to bottom. Uh, and said, you know, this is going to be designed as the world's only plus size friendly resort. You don't have to be plus size to come, but it will look no different than any other resort anywhere else in the world, especially in the Caribbean, and will welcome anybody and everybody. 
knowing we can accommodate whatever their needs happen to be. Well, the property went from about a 40, 45% occupancy level to last year, we were full 97% of the time. This year, I have one week open in November. So that'll tell you something about the demand. Obviously, I was right about that part of it. Uh, but the interesting thing is right after I opened, out of the blue, I got a telephone call from first the BBC, and then the very next day, I got a call from ITV wanting to do a documentary about the plus-size resort. And I thought, okay, why not? And so we let them come and, and do a documentary, and uh, it aired in the UK, and it's it's been viewed close to 27 million times now. It's aired all over the world. We've had another one in Japan. We've had another one-hour documentary here in the United States. And I truly hoped that business and industry would see the power of this and would start to copy or emulate what I've done. And it hasn't happened. And, and I find that very, very uh, distressing that business and industry are just shying away from what in effect is 60%, at least in America, 60% of the American consumer marketer population. So that's, that's a Reader's Digest version for you. Thanks, Jim. Jim, I totally agree with you. Everybody seems to, no, not everybody seems, everybody does walk away from the obesity issue when you bring the subject up. It's almost like it has to go in the too hard basket. Now, uh, I'm a club owner and I work with club owners every day. And I want to know from you, because you're, you're with the, the obese people, you know, every single day, and you know what they go through. What can health clubs and boutiques do to assist the plus-size community so that, you know, they can have a more positive lifestyle and a more positive mindset? What can we do as gym owners to make, to make it better for them, to make them walk in our front door? What aren't we doing? Well, you're not... You're, you're doing what everybody else is doing. And, and so for that, I, I guess, you know, that's good business sense. But what you really, in my opinion, should be doing is you should take your passion for helping people and turn it into a profit. And what I mean by that is all of the various fitness clubs, health clubs, gyms, and so on, are all targeting basically the same market, the same consumer, the same customer, uh, and you're trying to get them by hook or crook uh, into your doors, into your facility because of your personality, because all of your basic facilities are identical. Um, some are a little bigger than others, some are a little smaller. But when I say turn your passion, I'm a consultant for a nonprofit called Plus Size Certified. And what we have done with a lot of professionals from all over the world is we've established industry standards for accommodating the needs of people of size. Now, before I finish answering your question, let me tell you the biggest problem we have when we talk about people of size, whether it's plus size or obese or whatever adjective we use. The biggest problem we have is the media. We have networks like TLC that have created shows like My 600 Pound Life and uh, A&E Entertainment have done the same. And so the minute you say to a business owner, and whether it's a gym owner or a hospital administrator, plus size, or you say obese, the first thing they think about 
is, oh my God, there's no way I could accommodate a 600 pound person walking in my door. And that's not what we're talking about. What we're talking about is people that are 100, 150, maybe 200 pounds overweight, but are intimidated to go into a place that can help them and do them a lot of good. And the facility itself is not doing anything to welcome or invite them in. And so there are certain accommodations that can easily and relatively inexpensively be done, especially in a health club uh, or a gymnasium uh, or a fitness center. It's not expensive to accommodate. And the first thing and the most important thing is somewhere suitable and safe for the plus size to be able to sit. And that's the one leading thing that keeps people of size from getting out and about in their own community is they're terrified no matter where they go, there'll be no place to sit. And that one thing alone, you're chasing people away from your establishment in droves because if they go to your facility, they're terrified, number one, of fat shaming and all the other things that we can address through sensitivity training of your staff. But more importantly, they're terrified I go in, I get tired, I have to fill out a form. There is no place comfortable and safe for me to sit. And now we're just humiliating them even before they have finished filling out their application to join. And to me, that's very discriminatory. It's a very e- That is a very easy fix. And so I tell gym owners, uh, voluntarily or otherwise, they're all going to have to do it sooner rather than later. But... If you hang a sign up on your door saying this facility is plus size certified, plus size friendly, you are opening your business up to an entirely new market that is untouched and untapped. That I don't know the figures in Australia, but the figures in the United States is at least 60 percent of the American population is plus size to obese. And nobody is hanging a sign out saying We'd love to have you as a consumer. We'd love to have you as a customer. And the other thing is, if one's realistic about it, not one of us don't have someone in our family who doesn't have issues with weight. And we're precluding them from coming to our facility. So I would say that the fitness centers, especially the first ones, to hang up a banner and saying we are certified as plus size friendly, we've met the international standards. They go into the local advertising market, they go to the, the network TVs, the, the local media and say, look what we're doing to help people of size with not only their physical issues, but their mental issues by giving them the opportunity to get out and about and socialize and meet people and be positive. And it would have a massive social impact. But as I found out with the resort, it has a massive financial impact because I'm in business. Yes, I have a passion for people of size. I'm in business for my bottom line. I'm in business to make a profit. And I just look at, at my my small little the resort, my small little hotel, and we went from 45% occupancy to 97% occupancy. It doesn't take a genius to do the mathematics on the profitability of the business. 
So I hope I answered your question. You certainly did, Jim. So let me ask you a question. Let's say the health clubs um, create an onboarding experience for our overweight clients. So they come into the club. Um, there's a chair that is suitable for them to sit in and they fill out the membership process. So we go past the onboarding experience. The next thing that club owners need to have is content and programming within the club that these people can to go to, that they can achieve a workout. So I'll just give you some ideas and you tell me what you think of them. Do you think we need to be placing plus-size programming on our timetable so, you know, overweight people can come along at 7 o'clock of a weeknight and work out in a group fitness room with other overweight participants? Do you think that we need to have specific uh, gym programs where they come into the club and there's a specific program where they can utilise the, the gym equipment? Do you think club owners should be having meetings with our, our overweight clients, you know, once a week or once a fortnight and bringing them together as a community? Because, you know, I've, I listen to yourself and I listen to Michael Mantel and I totally agree that we do need to make our clubs a more comfortable environment, but we have to go past the comfortable environment and we actually have to create some type of content within the club that these people can experience. So do any of those ideas work well with you? Oh, absolutely. Um, I don't have a problem with doing um, brief periods, like you said, for example, every Tuesday from 7 to 8 or 7 to 9 or something like that, um, they focus on the plus size. But at the end of the day, you will find that the vast majority will automatically assimilate with your existing customer base as long as they're made to feel welcome. Now, they're still going to get stared at. They're still going to have, you know, hear jokes. And there are still going to be people who are not going to understand. Um, but what I have found from personal experience, the, the thing that happens the most is the people who are not suffering from weight issues just gravitate to them because they see somebody trying to improve themselves. And human nature being what it is, we all like to be cheerleaders for something positive. And it is my experience that that happens amazingly quickly um, once they're there and once they're accepted because they will be so happy to be there. They'll talk to anybody and everybody once they're uh, in your facility. Believe me, you'll have a hard time keeping them quiet. Um, you know, I've experienced that at the resort. It wasn't something that I had even contemplated before I opened it, but I've got three years under my belt, uh, not only doing research, but actually having a place open and dealing with them face-to-face. -face. And sometimes getting them to shut up and listen is the most difficult thing because they're so excited to finally feel welcome. Mm. Uh, now, from a uh, meeting perspective, what I think you should be doing is I think you should be reaching out to the National Health Service, to the physicians, uh, to the uh, various physical therapy locations, and letting them know that you are plus size certified. You want to work with people of size. Uh, and especially within the healthcare profession, 
And I'm sure you're aware, and I'm sure you've got at least one person in your family somewhere who's had issues with weight. The minute people really have long-term weight issues, and, and even if it's only 30 pounds and, and they just have little teeny love handles, but they're very self-conscious about it, one of the biggest challenges if, if they don't get out and about in society is depression, and depression leads to solitude. They stay home. They don't get out. They, they treat food as a, a comfort item or a friend. Um, and all that starts to go away if you've got a place where they can go. And, you know, so the, the focus, I would, I would go after all of the, the healthcare providers and so on. And I've done that for the resort. I've, I've gone to the people doing the bariatric surgery, but I've gone mostly to GPs. I've gone to orthopedic surgeons who, who do a lot of surgery on people with bad knees that they claim is all caused and created by their weight. I've gone to a lot of GPs uh, for people with diabetes, for example, who have, you know, quote unquote, the diabetes was caused by their weight issue. And, and you know, that becomes a vicious circle. But by saying, you know, here's a place where they can come and be themselves and relax and start to enjoy life and be more active. I don't think you can find a, a physician, a medical school that would argue that that's not in society's best interest. It is. And I think you would get an amazing amount of public, media, and professional support by throwing your doors open and doing something that uh, has never been done. You know, all the professionals know what to do with people of size. You go into your doctor's office, you sit with your GP, and the first thing the doctor says, even though you came there because you've got the flu, he says, you need to lose weight. We're not telling them something they don't already know. They know they need to lose weight. The problem is they don't know how to lose weight. They don't know what to do to lose weight. And there are 250,000 diets out there. It's, it's a multi-billion dollar industry to put them on diets. And we all know that those don't work because if they're not active, if they're not happy, if they're not positive, if they don't have a good state of mental health, how do you expect people to get for their health to improve? And so from that perspective, I'm back to my passion side of why I got into this and why I'm in it and why I think every business out there, no matter what it is, should be plus size certified. It's sending a statement into society. But I also am a realist. I've got to make a profit. You know, and, and at the end of the day, if my till is empty, no matter how good I feel or how much good I did in society, I'm not going to last long. But I also know that the more people that come through my door, the more people that book in my hotel or, or become members at, at your club, the larger that gets, guess what? At the end of the day, the higher the profitability. And if it's not expensive or onerous to do that, my question is, what's holding you back? Well, what's holding you back is you never thought about it. You didn't know what to do. Yes, you'd like to have had these people before, but you didn't know how to approach them, how to get them, how to market to that community. And, you know, that community at the end of the day, the one thing you will learn, as I learned the hard way, they're no different than you and me. That's, that's true, Jim. They are no different than you and me. Now, I, you, you're very passionate about this and um, you are right. It doesn't matter how passionate you are. You still have to have a positive um, bottom line at the end of the day. I just want to ask you a couple of questions. 
The first question is, how important is it for fitness conventions and expos right throughout the world to include education for fitness professionals so that they can put into place everything that you and I are discussing on today's podcast? I think it's critical not only to society as a whole, but I think it's critical to your industry. Um, and all you have to do is, is look at your turnover uh, over time. You know, it's you, you want to find ways to attract people and make them feel welcome and to make it a fun place to go. And if they don't start marketing to that market, they're going to lose that market to somebody else. I, I agree, Jim. I mean, I've spoken to you before about this and I would certainly love to see Jim King up giving a keynote at um, one of our fitness conventions because I think, you know, I think gym owners do want to help obese people. They just don't know how to help obese people and therefore it's easier for them to market to fit people because it's an easy sell and therefore their their bottom line remains healthy. I think that um, club owners are a little bit scared to invest some dollars and cents to see if it works out for them um, because they fear of losing a dollar. But you and I both know that there is a vast majority of overweight people out there that would love to come into a, a gym that can deliver what they need, and that is education, exercise, community. And the only way that they're going to know that gyms can offer this and give them a solution is for the gyms to actually go out into the general public and say, hey, we're plus size certified, which leads me to the next question. Can you please just explain exactly what is plus size certified? Is this a course? Are you just using three words? Exactly what is plus size certified? Plus Size Certified is, was formed by a, a nonprofit foundation of experts from all around the world. Um, and sadly, I was the only one that had actually built a facility from scratch. Um, so I guess that made me the expert when it comes to all the fixtures and fittings. Uh, and so I'm a consultant for it. But it's experts from all over the world uh, in weight loss, obesity, plus size issues, travel issues. All of the, it was really a way of pulling together all of the information that exists out there and saying, okay, so we know all of this, but what do we do? And that's where society has sort of fallen down and, and it just, nothing existed. And so this foundation was born and they created international standards for each different kind of business. There's no one standard that everybody has to meet because every business is so different. Um, but they created international standards and they work with each individual business owner to make sure that they meet those standards and that those standards are not onerous on their business um, so that they can be certified as plus size certified. So the public know if I go to a place that has this signia on the door, I'm guaranteed a couple of basic things. One, the staff know about the issues that people of size face in general terms in life, not just in my business, but in general life. We have a, a, an entire sensitivity program that goes to each individual business type. 
But the, the most important thing they know from day one when they see that sign on your door is if I go in that place, there will always be somewhere safe for me to sit. Okay. And that's the, that's the number one issue that keeps people out of your business right now. They're terrified they won't be anywhere to sit. I agree with that, Jim. I mean, I've been out with with family and we've gone in, we've booked a restaurant because it's new in town and we've gone there and we open the door to the restaurant and it's almost like this bedroom that has 60 chairs in it with, with 30 tables and it's very claustrophobic and very small. And the first thing that, that comes to mind is, wow, I don't think this is going to be a comfortable place for my family member because the chairs are a bit small, people are squashed in, and they're actually not even going to be able to get in and out of the table. Or in the worst-case scenario, Jim, they put in booths. <laughs> and, well, booths, booths are, and, and I'm not all that big myself. I'm, I'm six foot four. I'm 235 pounds and moderately fit. I don't fit in most of these booths. I mean, those are just torture devices, in my opinion. Um, but again, the foundation hasn't isn't seeking to get rid of booths, but they are seeking to have areas where people of size can be comfortably accommodated. And, you know, it may be very simply that none of the booths are plus size certified in a facility, but the hostess would know that. And when they see that they have people of size, they know exactly what areas of that new restaurant are suitable where the furniture, the chairs and everything else are designed to accommodate them. And so there's no embarrassment. There's no humiliation. Uh, I apologize for that. That's OK. Um, and they're immediately made to feel at ease and welcome. So it, it's. It's a very easy process for most businesses. Now, some it's a little more complex for, for your particular industry. It's actually very easy. Uh, I've, for the first time in my life a, a month or so ago, I, I went into my first ever fitness club uh, and I actually went into three on, on one day. But I have to be honest and say I was absolutely horrified at how unprepared they are to deal with anybody of size. And yet the fix would be so easy uh, that I just couldn't understand why they're not doing it. So, so Jim, what, what we need to do as a society is that in the fitness industry, what we need to do is we need to get more clubs on board to become plus size certified and we need to get our conventions and our expos running more education for fitness professionals so that they know how to deal with overweight people but also know how to market to these people so that they are getting you know a, a profitable bottom line now i've got friends in the industry here such as jamie hayes who runs healthy inspirations which is a franchise for women he's extremely passionate about you know helping women lose weight um, you know, I've got some great friends at Belgravia Leisure and Genesis Health Clubs, and I know that they're all on the same path wanting to change lives for overweight people. How do I, the gym owner, become a plus size certified club? I listen to this podcast. I say, right, I'm getting onto this. How do I do it? Okay, the, the official launch of the foundation is, I think, about a fortnight away from, from today. 
Uh, and the website will be up, I believe, on Monday. Um, because all of their work has been done basically on a one-to-one or an individual basis. But people are free to reach out to me, and I'd be happy to talk with them and give them the insight that they need. Um, they can either email me or uh, go to the resort on Facebook, and I would be more than happy to answer any basic questions they have at this point. Um, but the real launch is about a fortnight away. Um, and But we have you know, a lot of businesses, and not just the fitness, but uh, different industries. Um, believe it or not, including the Department of Motor Vehicles that wants to know how to become plus-size certified. And that, that scares me when the government wants to do it. Um, I, was, I was just so overwhelmed with joy when they called and said, what do we have to do to make our Department of Motor Vehicles mm. plus-size friendly? And I just couldn't believe it. And that all came from a post that somebody had seen that, that somebody on the foundation had put up somewhere. And they ended up talking to me, and, and we had a, a lengthy conversation. And here I have a government bureaucrat saying, what can we do to better serve the local population? And I was just absolutely uh, almost in tears with joy that, that you know, here's, here's a government bureaucrat who I think spends most of his time trying to avoid doing anything, looking for ways of improving the service they offer to the general public. Uh, and in the sense, if the fitness industry is doing the same thing and hotels are doing the same thing, we really have two choices here. We can do it voluntarily. Or at some point in the not too distant future, it will be forced upon us. And what I mean by that is in the United States in 1990, they passed something called the Americans with Disabilities Act which was a blanket requirement on every single business and community on the standards that they had to implement almost immediately to meet the needs of four and a half percent of the population who happened to be disabled in one way or another. And they created this massive government bureaucracy that costs God knows how much money to, of our tax dollars to operate but some of their standards are so far reaching that it's impossible for a lot of industries to meet them. And so they're being fined on a regular basis. And, and those fines have just been con- now considered a cost of doing business. And I just find that is basically it's, it's unfair taxation in my personal opinion. Um, but that's government for you. And, and, and it, yep, Jim, that, that's well, definitely it, another podcast, isn't it? <laughs> but I, I believe if the fitness industry, the hotel industry, the hospitals, the doctor's offices, and so on and so forth, do not become proactive internationally, quickly, government will step in and mandate it on us. And so our our choices are simple. Become plus-size certified and take a stand, or just sit back, do business as usual, keep 60% of the potential customer base out out of your location, and just wait for government to force you to do it. And so to me, that becomes a very simple decision um, that you're going to have to make as a business owner is, do I want to be proactive or reactive? Do I want to invite all this new customer base into my place of business? uh, Or do I want to wait for the government to mandate it? Mm. Because it will happen. I'm convinced of it. 
You know, Jim, you're very passionate about this and what I love the most is how a story about the resort has caught so much traction and the global, um, you know, the global awareness that you're creating is incredible. I'm calling on, you know, conventions and expos such as Filex here in Australia, um, you know, FIBO in the United States, Ursa in the United States, uh, Fitness Singapore, Asia Fit. I'm calling on all of these conventions just to stop for a moment and think about the type of education that you're delivering to your delegates and maybe opening up the door a little bit for somebody like Jim to come in and to present to your delegates on obesity and how we as business owners can start to make a difference. If we don't start to voice our opinions and ask for a little bit of accountability, we're going to be having the same conversation in three or four years' time. And what's going to happen throughout that period is more people are going to become obese, younger children are going to be suffering from chronic illness, and there's just so much more of it happening nowadays. And and we want to, we're not going to stop it, but we need to create more awareness so that, that the growth slows down. And hopefully that's what I, I would like to see, you know, over the next three to five years. Um, Jim, I think the plus size certification or certified, you know, signage on businesses is a great concept and a great idea. And if we make it easy for clubs to become the plus size certified club and we give them some marketing and some ideas on on how they can attract this clientele in the club and still get a return. I think we can see more health clubs coming on board. There's definitely a lot of passionate people out there that want change, myself included, you know, people like Michael Mantel, Robert Dyer, Bobby Capiucho, you know, yourself, Jamie Hayes here in Australia, he's extremely passionate about it. So hopefully we can all get together, you know, in the next six to eight weeks and perhaps do a panel podcast and maybe deliver to the audience some ideas, concepts and some updates on on where we're at. Jim, please do tell the audience today where is the best place for them to get in touch with you should they be interested in the resort or becoming plus size certified? Okay, well, let me give my personal email address because that's the easiest one. That way they know they're getting right to me. It's James King underscore MD at yahoo.com. Or they can just go to Facebook and it's uh, the resort for you. And it'll pop right up. And if they still can't find me for whatever reason, all they need to do is just do a search for plus size resorts. And I have been featured in uh, some 20-odd TV shows, 200-plus uh, publications, and it just comes up all over the place. So if they just type in the resort and doing a search, they'll find us very, very easily online. Well, thank you, Jim. Today I spoke to Jim King, founder of The Resort, the world's only plus-size certified-friendly resort located in the Bahamas. Jim, it's been a pleasure speaking to you. I will drop all of Jim's details in the bottom of our podcast. I'll also be attaching a blog from Jim that you're all very welcome to read. Enjoy the rest of your day and we'll be catching up very soon.